hotel room so i gotta be kind of quiet you know i don't want to be discourteous i do want to say that this is the worst hotel room <laughs> i've ever been in they got like three stars i thought three stars was safe but it ain't safe Jeezy. you know what i'm saying like i, I came in i can't it's certain things i can't say you know what i'm saying because i don't want to be disrespectful but there was like a, a a character at the front desk that's all I'll say, because I don't know if he or she is listening right now uh, to me right now. And then, like, it, there's a lot to say about, like, lighting, because all the lighting in this hotel is, like, really bad. So it makes everything look worse. But, like, I feel like maybe if they turn the lights all the way up, it might show all the flaws and blemishes in here. It's like when you, <laughs> it's like when you go to the club and you talking to a girl and then or a guy and then they flip on the lights. You like, oh my god, <laughs> that's how it, it might be in this hotel. So maybe that's why they gotta keep the lights low. And I don't like when the ceiling is too low in the place. Like, I'm not a very tall man, but like. I don't like if if I can touch the ceiling like just by reaching up, not even on my tippy toes. That ceiling's too low, and I don't like it. <laughs> and that's how I feel in this hotel. And then I came in the room. First of all, the damn uh, car key didn't work. You have to do it three times. No more, no less. You have to do it three times. And when I walked in, it smelled like like hot, wet booty hole like i don't know if i can say well okay look i wasn't always married but anyway like it don't smell right in here like it smells it smells bad that's all i can say it's just a bad hotel but i don't want to say the name of it though because i i don't want to i don't want anybody they're not listening to this podcast look if you <laughs> if you in virginia and you up by bush gardens there's a country in the suites over there the bush gardens one don't go it's, it's been bad thus far but you know by the time y'all hear this podcast i should be gone <laughs> hope well gone as in like not in this hotel anymore not gone as in not alive but i do want to say <laughs> Welcome to the Dana Entertainment Presents the Poor Paddle Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Rome E. Creek. The E stands for effulgent. Okay? That's E-F for gent. Fulgent. Okay? I'm not that smart, and I'm tired. I've been driving a lot of hours, but effulgent means uh, glowing or luminous. You know what I'm saying? Illuminate the night. You know what I'm saying? But uh, 
I am by myself this time. I don't know if y'all can tell, but I've been rambling for four minutes already. And I'm by myself. You know, Niche, you know, she didn't come with me on the trip. I told her she could do the podcast down there by herself. But she was like, nah, I need some more training and stuff. So we're going to get her trained up because, you know, one one day I won't be able to do these podcasts. In the very near future, I won't be able to do these podcasts. Now I don't know what you're going to do without me. The same thing you do now, but still, it's going to be a little bit different. <laughs> You're not going to have anything to tune into to get pissed off <laughs> like you do with this podcast. But uh, I'm going to try to move through it because I know the sound quality isn't all that great, and I'm a fucking tired. All right, so the quote of the week comes from uh, Prince Rogers Nelson, okay? Y'all know him as just Prince or the symbol or... The artist formerly known as Prince, you know what I'm saying? He had that weird symbol that was like the uh, male and female combined. Prince was a smart man. He knew what he was doing. You know, there's another quote from him, not this one. There's another quote where he says, uh, uh, people think I wear heels because I'm short, but I wear heels because the ladies like them. I'm like, Prince, not just the ladies like them. And that goes that, that goes in line with what I used to say, or I've said on this podcast before, dudes will do a lot of things just because women like it. So if a lot of dudes think that women like them wearing heels, they're going to wear heels if they're trying to mate with women. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, I don't have to tell y'all who Prince was. Usually I try to give y'all a little bit of something about um, every person that I get the quote from. And uh, But for this one, it's Prince. You know what I'm saying? Purple Rain Prince. When doves cry, Prince. You know what I'm saying? That Prince. The Prince that mysteriously died. Of drugs he didn't use. No, <laughs> I'm not. Go- I'm not gonna get into that. But uh, I was looking at famous quotes from Prince, and he got a lot of them. Like it's a lot of stuff that he said um, that's very intelligent, very articulate. Some of it just plain funny. Some of it a little bit weird. But you know, as a, a musical genius, I think we throw that word around too much. But Prince was very, uh, very good at music from a young age. I think he was on Soul Train before he was old enough to drink. So, um, yeah, and he was all weird and shy with that big old fro. But, yeah, this is uh, his quote. The music, for me, doesn't come on schedule. I don't know when it's going to come. And when it does, I want it out. And uh, that's, how, that's how I feel about uh, music and art in general. Like, Prince was, was a little odd. Like, he didn't believe in just making music for the, the sake of selling it. Of course, he wanted to make money off of what he was putting out because that's how he made his living. But at the same time, he didn't want to do it solely for money. He wanted to uh, create because he felt like creating and because the music made him feel good. And then other times it was just to express something. Other times it was just to experiment with different things. So it shouldn't just be about money for you. Of course, if you're spending your time doing anything, you want to get compensated. You know what I'm saying? For anything that you spend your time doing, take that any way you like <laughs> Kim Kardashian. But uh um yeah, that's how I feel about uh music and art too. Like sometimes and my uh, Nisha was the one who uh pointed pointed that quote out and she's like, That sounds like how you talk. For me it's a little weird because um I write my best stuff when rappers are around. For some reason, there's like a competitive vibe with rappers. So it, when rappers were at my house, that's that's when I've written the best stuff. And I'm not even a rapper, <laughs> but just like just that competitive vibe of rappers being around um, caused me to write good stuff. And that's the only time I can write stuff when there's like a deadline or or for a purpose like that. Other times, I'm just writing because of what I feel. Um, 
And then sometimes I just, I, I'll just, you know, get get a tune in my head and put it down. But most of the stuff I'm talking about, y'all have never heard and probably will never hear. I need to do better about putting music out, man, and putting music out and everything. But whatever. Right now, I'm just I just like giving y'all other people's stuff, and then I'm gonna start sneaking my own stuff in there. You be like, that dude was good. That was me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, look, so the the topic that we we kept um, going around, we kept missing the last couple weeks, uh, it was this this saying that people, I hate cliches. That's one of my peeves of pet, okay? Cliches. And I may use them sometimes, and I think it's just because I've heard them so much, and, you know, sometimes you don't think about it. So if y'all catch me using the cliche a lot, like even the idea, even saying I hate cliches has become cliche. But anyway, I'm, I'm not French. But uh, people always say put your family first. That's not even the worst one. I think um, what uh, I die for you. I die for my woman. Nah, I'm not dying for for nobody for nothing nothing even in my profession. The, it's the verbiage that I have more of a problem with and and everybody's willingness just to jump on top of that verbiage. Because if you die for me, die now. Die now. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, and people always try to bring up these stupid scenarios like, okay, if it's a dude holding a gun, a gun up to you, uh, would you take the bullet for your woman? No. Because after he shoots me, what's to say he's not going to shoot her? What kind of gun does he have? What kind of ill-prepared-ass robber-slash-murderer shows up to a fucking... Sorry. Shows up to <laughs> outside the Piggly Wiggly with a gun with one bullet in it and paints this stupid-ass scenario. It's not going to happen. Most likely, he has more than one bullet in there. Some of the bullets don't necessarily match the gun, but you don't know which one is which. He's going to hold it to the side. I'm stereotyping. But no... If he shoots me, he's probably going to shoot her too. So if I'm in that scenario, I'm I'm going to attack this fool. You know what I'm saying? Because either way, I might die. So at least I want to give both of us a chance. Nah. Now, if will I risk my that's 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 where I'm saying like is a semantics thing. Will I risk my life? Will I step into a situation where I know there's a prob a high probability of me dying? for my country or for my woman or for my kids yes but the ultimate goal is for all of us to go home (laughs) whether it be me and my wife me and my kids me and my parents me and my brothers you know what i'm saying like the ultimate goal is for all of us to go home oh people talking outside the room i I think i'm gonna get in trouble i think i'm talking too loud y'all i think i'm talking too loud (laughs) <laughs> but no, the ultimate goal is for everybody to go home, for everybody to live. So no, I'm not dying for you. You know what I'm saying? I'll kill, <laughs> but I'm not dying. But yeah, that's what you know. That's what made me think of it. Uh, that cliche where people say, "Put your family first. On fa- face value, yes, but also no. <laughs> it's it's very conditional. It's not at, at all times you should put your wife first. At all times you should put your kids first. Because if, okay, I'll, I'll say it like this. So when you get on the plane, right, and they tell you how to use your uh, the life vest and the uh, oxygen mask, what do they tell you to do? 
They tell you to put on your oxygen mask first and then help everybody else. The point is, if your ass can't breathe, then you can't help nobody else. (laughs) So if I'm not taking care of myself, I can't take care of my family. And that's where more thought comes into play. Before you even have a family, you should be taking care of yourself. So your religious well-being is important before you should be trying to help anybody else with their spiritual or religious well-being. Your your mental, physical, all of your well-being, you should be taking care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else. If you don't even know how to put your own oxygen mask on, how can you help me with mine? You should be taking care of yourself, understanding yourself. Of course, though, like I said, it's a a semantics thing. And I think that people oversimplify a lot of these cliches, which make them (laughs) cliche. Yes, most times you should should put the wants. uh, No, no, I'm not going to say it like that. You should put the needs of your family over your wants. You see what I'm saying? It, it shouldn't just because some of your needs you're going to have to put first. Now, I need food, but I don't need food right now. You know what I'm saying? So if my family need to eat, OK, they can eat right now. I'm going to make sure they eat and then later I'll find something else that's different. But if the situation becomes dire and you can't even feed yourself, then you are no good to anybody else. If you can't protect yourself, you can't protect anyone else. If you can't lead your own self to salvation because you don't know where salvation is, then you can't lead anybody else to salvation. So before, and this is advice that I never got and I didn't, I, you know, I didn't use. But before you make kids, you should be somewhat financially stable. I'm not saying you have to be rich, but you shouldn't be poor and then bringing more mouths to feed in the house that you can't feed. That's stupid. You should be... You should be financially stable. They messed up the podcast. You hear them talking? But no, before you uh, before you bring kids into the world and before you bring a woman into your life, you should be spiritually stable. And that's not to say that you're not still searching or whatever, but you shouldn't be in limbo. You should be. You should have a good base understanding of uh, your path to salvation. You see what I'm saying? Because we're all always learning. All, all of these things, all of this well-being, your, your, your uh, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, all of that should be fairly stable before you bring a woman or a man or kids or anyone, even a dog, you know what I'm saying? All of that should be fairly stable before you bring people into the world or into your world, at least. And uh, I find, you know, for me, I find a, lot of, a little bit of trouble in that because... Uh, like there are a lot of traditions and routines that I want to establish, but it's hard with children or with a wife to say, okay, this is how I want to try to do things now. Because now you're taking a lot of people through change. Whereas if I would have started these traditions and, and knew about some of these things that I want to do and understood them before I brought people into my world, it would be easier. Like I would already I already have a baseline. It'll be easier for other people to adapt to it. You see what I'm saying? So don't wait till you already have kids to say that you want to be financially stable. And realistically, of course, of course, of course, realistically, it's not going to always work out like that. But if you're young enough right now, you don't have any kids or a spouse, you know what I'm saying? Get your get your life together first before you pull anybody else in because if, like I said, if you can't breathe, then you can't help nobody else with their oxygen mask. 
Um, <laughs> sorry I'm not my normal jovial self. I'm trying not to yell in here because um, it's a lot of echo. And every time somebody walks past the door, I feel like y'all can hear it in the microphone. Uh, the last lady was yelling pretty loud, so I'm pretty sure y'all heard that. I should have just been quiet and allowed her to talk. That would have been more entertainment for y'all. <laughs> and it's different when Nish not here. It's not anybody that's uh, antagonizing me at every turn. <laughs> but I hope y'all understood what I was talking about with the putting your family first and dying for somebody. A lot of that's just cliches that people just speak and don't actually understand what they're saying. And and it's almost, it's kind of like with... I, and I hate to say it, but it's kind of like with using the word love. Um, I was talking, I was in, in class and I was talking to my instructor. And uh, I, I like, I hate, I hate absolute language. I hate it. I hate it a lot. Um, because nothing, there are not a lot of things that are absolute. And you see, I even changed my verbiage because I didn't want to use the word nothing. <laughs> but there are not a lot of things that you'll encounter in life that are, that are absolute. Um, you know, cause he and I don't want to get into it, but he and I were talking about, uh, good people versus evil people, all that stuff. But also like the word love, uh, because no, it, there's not another word on the planet that everybody, everybody claims to completely understand and also tell other people that they don't understand, but nobody can define it. There's not, there's not another word that I can think of on the that we use, <laughs> I'll just say in the, in the English language, whatever that is, the American English language, there's not another word that we use almost universally that nobody can define. Because even if you say it's by actions, okay, if it's purely by actions, all right, so if I have a child, right, and that child is reaching for for a hot mug full of coffee, and if he pulls it down, he's gonna it's gonna pour it's gonna fall on his head and give him second degree burns on his face, right? So I see him reaching for that cup, and I slap his hand, and I say I say hot, you know what I'm saying? And he he learns, okay, he slapped my hand, he said hot, but I'll I'm understanding that I don't want I don't want that to happen anymore, so I'm not gonna reach for that cup anymore. All right, so now apply that to your woman. What if your woman is reaching for something and you know it's dangerous and she doesn't and you slap her hand and yell hot? In that first scenario, you're going to say, oh, he was a loving parent. That's why he slapped his child's hand. But in in the second scenario, you're going to be like, yo, what the hell is up with that dude slapping that grown-ass woman's hand? So, (laughs) am I oversimplifying? Okay, well, that's that's what we're doing to love all the time. So that's why I always say whenever I, whenever uh, people misuse words or overuse words, I tend to say they don't exist. I say those concepts don't exist. But I'm just being inflammatory when I say that. All right, so look, um, <laughs> let's move on. I told you I'm going to keep this short. I'm moving fast, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so the question of the week. Uh, last week was uh, advice that you've gotten from your parents, <laughs> and I use advice that I got from one of my brothers, which was uh, the stash. And now since Nisha, Nisha not on here, and a lot of uh, the people who may be sensitive to what I say, they might not be listening right now because they tuned in for Nisha. So the rest of y'all, <laughs> so one of my brothers, we were making fun of this lady that had a mustache, right? My little brother looked me, I'm not going to say which one, my little brother looked me clean in the face and said, nah, bro, that's how you know it's wet. 
straight face. And I was like, nah, man, nah. He was like, man, I ain't been proven wrong yet. And he just kept yelling that. We were in a restaurant, too. And he just kept yelling it. I ain't been wrong yet. I ain't been proven wrong yet. And it's like the funniest thing because, like, now when you see that old lady with the lined up stash, you, you like, you know, part of you is like, because because most of those women with them stashes have men. You know what I mean? <laughs> they have men that seem to ignore. What, what the lady on Friday say? I know somebody like it. No, she said, Shut up, bitch. <laughs> but then she said, I know somebody like it. No, but, uh, you know, it's always somebody that's going to like it, but. What my brother was saying is, it's a reason. It's a different reason. All right, I, I'm gonna get off that because that's gross. But yeah, that's for everybody who was who was wondering uh, what I was talking about when I kept saying "fellas to stash." That's what I was talking about. My brother said that, and he said he hasn't been proven wrong yet. I haven't tested the theory. Hopefully, I never do. <laughs> Because that's not the type of life I want to live. But the question of the week this week is, what is the craziest thing you've ever said to someone? Um, I think, all right, look. If you get in an argument with me, uh, especially especially if it becomes personal, I can be a very uh, mean person <laughs> verbally. But I don't mean to like, I, I don't, it's not that I hate you or anything. I just, I, I say things and, and I tend to be, a little bit poetic in my disrespect of human beings. So, like, uh, I didn't actually say this, but I wanted to. So I was arguing with somebody, and he or she was just just pissing me off. Like, at first, this person, I'll use they, and I hate the way the colloquial uh, use of they. I, ha- I hate how we use it um, because they is supposed to be plural, but a lot of times people are talking about a singular person, they'll say they. So I'm going to use it that way right now just to avoid saying he or she. And nowadays, you know, there are people who don't want to be identified as a gender anyway, so I'm going to just use they. So uh, this person, <laughs> see, this person I was talking to was just was just being crazy at the time, and um, and I confronted him or her <laughs> I confronted them see it's hard for me I confronted them I'm like hey you know chill out boom 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 and so we started arguing and it was a very short-lived argument but I what I wanted to say <laughs> was this is why I don't nobody want to be around you even Jesus getting tired of your shit and I <laughs> I'm so glad I'm so glad that the conversation got cut short because I can be so mean and then I wonder why people are saying I'm mean. Like, I understand it. I'm older now. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get it. But that's some mean shit to say, especially for a person who really believes in Jesus. And it, and for me, it's not mean. Like, I'm saying, the reason I'm saying that I'm mean is because I know that that would affect this person. But for me, that wouldn't affect me because if I have a personal relationship with Jesus, I don't care what another person says. I don't, I, even if I don't, how you know that Jesus is tired of my shit. <laughs> I don't. So why would I say that? And even more importantly, why would you take that to heart? It's stupid. I remember I was uh, halfway. I was just fake arguing with somebody in my office back when I, I was actually uh, 
living up here in Virginia at the time. I'm only up here temporarily, but I was up here. I was living in Virginia at the time, and uh, we were talking, talking, talking. No, 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 no. I was in Louisiana. We were talking, 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 and the person said something. It was a dude this time. He said something. I was like, you know what? That's why Jesus don't like you. And everybody was like, oh. <laughs> I love the Bible Belt. <laughs> why would you? Why would you say ooh to that? I don't know if Jesus likes you or not. Like I don't have a direct line to him. I mean, he's on the main line. I can tell him what I want. <laughs> but other than that, I don't have a direct line to him that you don't. Where I would know something about your relationship with him that you don't. That's between you and him. And that's why I think it's dumb that you think that your pastor is the liaison between you and Jesus. <laughs> You see, I, you see what I did there? You see, you see what I did there? See, if Nisha was here, she would uh, call me out for doing that. But no, it's it's not really. If you said that to me, I would start chuckling because it's not an insult to me because you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're saying, oh, you're just conduit or whatever. Get out of my face with that. I don't I don't care to hear what you, you want to say because it's all based on faith anyway. And I have faith that all the deities love me, even though even the ones that I'm pretty sure don't exist. They all love me. Everybody does. I got a podcast. <laughs> oh man, I'm going night night very soon. Soon and very soon. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, last week I said I wanted to do a um, health tip of the week, and it's kind of hard because most of the stuff that I think and, and know and feel are right along the same lines, but um, this one is one that people hear all the time, but I don't think they truly get it, and I didn't really get it until the other day I was in a restaurant, this bad Indian restaurant. Well, the, the food was good, but the service was trash. You know what I'm saying? The food was delicious, but you don't know if you're ever going to get your food because the service was trash. And she scanned my card three times for the... Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it. I don't want to get mad again. But I was in the restaurant, and I thought about it. You need to stop drinking your calories. Um, it's it's a waste. Uh, and it, not always, because, of course, you want you want to get some flavor in your mouth. Sometimes you want to you wanna have something to drink that tastes good. Most of the time, it's going to be... It's gonna be sugar or alcohol. Let's let's be real. Um, and then a lot of people think that uh, you know they'll say like, oh, I'm cutting down on sugar, but they'll still drink orange juice and apple juice and like cut out Sprite. You're not doing anything. The only thing you're doing is you're drinking more natural sugar and not uh, high fructose corn syrup or you know these other drinks like sucralose and stuff like that. Uh, you're drinking, but you're getting sometimes more sugar in apple juice than you are in Sprite. So stop with the stupid shit. You're not cutting out sugar. Just just say, and most of, most of the juices that you drink aren't juice at all. It's drink. Like they're they're very specific in saying that. Is <laughs> or they'll say a juice flavored beverage. That's not. That's nothing. Okay. That's, that's don't drink that. But sometimes you do want to get some flavor. So you know, drink some natural fruit juices and stuff like that. Like if you can get uh, apple juice, get the one that's uh, unfiltered. You know what I'm saying? You want less processes as possible. So if you're not juicing your own stuff, which is extremely expensive and time intensive, if you're not juicing your own stuff. Like, get the stuff that's least processed as possible and the least amount of ingredients as possible. There shouldn't, there's no reason you should have four or five lines for ingredients on your apple juice. It should be apples and water. 
and there's always citric citric acid in your damn apple juice too. But uh, and then of course preservatives because that stuff has to stay on the shelf for sale. We 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 stockpile stuff, so you have to have preservatives. That's why people start putting uh, salt in their meat in America because the food will go, the meat. Will, I learned this. This is real. I'm not making this up. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, meat will go a little bit rot and it will start to spoil a little bit. So you put some salt on it to. Uh, to fix the taste, but then they also realized that that salt preserved the meat longer. So that's why, you know, lunch meat lasts forever, but it's also high in sodium. That's all that salt that they use to uh, preserve the meat. So the more you know, ding, ding, LeVar Burton's dope. But, um, yeah, stop drinking your calories. If you're in a restaurant, right, and you, you're, you're always going to order, no matter how much you drink, or eat before, or how full you are, you're always going to order the amount of food you think will make you full, which is usually too much. Um, so you're all, if you're always going to be ordering the same meal or the same meals, then you're going to want to eat it all. Because you know when you take it home, most likely you're not going to eat it. So you want to eat it all. But what you do is while you're waiting for your food, especially in a restaurant that's not that great, where your service is trash... You're going to be fucking drinking uh, juice. You're going to be drinking, well, not juice, drink. You're going to be drinking Pepsi and, and sweet tea and damn Sprite and all that stuff um, that fills you up. And if it doesn't fill you up, it's still calories. You're wasting calories. And then sometimes when your food comes, you're not going to eat all your food because you're a little bit full. Or uh, you are going to eat all your food and you just wasted all those calories. So, you know, each of those drinks is like 200 calories. So if you get three, you know, I used to drink like four drinks before my food came out. So, yeah. So uh, f- four drinks, four times 200, you know, you're already getting 800 calories before your food even comes out. That's not good. Whereas if you're drinking water, you may still get full from drinking too much water, but it's not as likely because it's not all that filling stuff in it and those damn bubbles. Them bubbles, even though you do want some soda water to help you digest food, but them damn bubbles will fill your stomach and you'll feel nauseous when you eat a little bit of food. Drink water because you're not wasting calories. Those same four drinks will give you zero calories. You know what I'm saying? And of course, caloric intake matters because... Most of us say we're trying to lose weight, and it's almost it's, it's beach season right now, and a lot of y'all ain't feeling too good. I I used to be one of the dudes on the beach with the wife beat on, you know what I'm saying? I still got that type of body, but not that type of confidence. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. I got tats. If you got tattoos, you don't have to be in shape. That's the rules. So um, yeah, stop drinking your calories. You're being stupid. So um, and I'm still overtime. So the business of the week this week, uh, I'm gonna use uh, I just. I broke my fast today. You know, I, I shouldn't say I broke my. Well, technically, you always break your fast. But today, um, you know, I'm doing Ramadan. Uh, some of y'all know that. Some of y'all don't. Uh, we're doing Ramadan, and today I drove nine hours. <laughs> and uh, no, yeah, it was about ten hours. I drove ten hours. Was it ten or eleven hours? See, I don't even know. I drove ten or eleven hours, and. Uh, when I was done, it was right around the time I needed to eat. So I ate Jamaican food, and it's this place called uh, Palm Tree, Palm Tree Caribbean uh, Cafe. It's over there uh, on the Hampton, the Hampton University campus. So go check them out, man. They they were on King Street, 
And if y'all familiar with Virginia, y'all know what I'm talking about. They were on King Street, and they were a small little joint. You know what I'm saying? It was a very, very small local-type place, but the food was amazing. And then they moved to Hampton University, and they got this big old kitchen, and everything's nice in there. They even had a dude out there selling soaps and, and lotions and stuff, spraying lotion on people before they say yes. Um, so it reminded me of Philly again. <laughs> But yeah, check out uh, Palm Tree Caribbean Cafe. It's a it's black owned. Um, the lady that owns the place, you know, it's all her family uh, working in there. I believe for the most part, all her family, her aunts, her mom, um, her cousins. I think one is her sister. Her son uh, works the counter often. And I remember her her young daughter was working the counter at one point too. And when I say young, I want to say she was like twelve or something, and just running the cash register, which is dope. Um, you got to raise them up right, start them early, you know, because most of our kids don't know anything about money. So um, that's the business of the week, man. Palm Tree Caribbean Cafe out there in Virginia. Y'all know I love Caribbean food, um, and you can't find it where I live. Not really. Like, it's a, a little bit of a drive, and there's only two places. And then uh, halal food, too. You don't, you don't find a lot of that uh, where I live. So, um, you know, being from Philly, of course, I'm used to <laughs> allow food, Caribbean food. But we're going to move on to the song of the week. So last week, I always get excited with the songs. Um, and I want to start doing poetry, too, man. I need to get more poems from, like, uh, a lot of the people I know that do poetry. But uh, the song of the week last week was from my man Tab, Tall and Bony. <laughs> the song was called The M Word. Uh, mm, 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 mm. All right, that's just one part of it. But uh, yeah, dope song, man. He got a video out too. I think I included the link in the show notes. Uh, if not, hit me up. I'll give them to you. And then uh, he got another song called Put It. Put That On My Tab. Put That On My Put That. Yeah, so um, check out Tab if you haven't already. Dude is dope. Tall, skinny, white dude with dreads. <laughs> and he's a little crazy like me. But this week, this week, man, my man, uh, so this cat, I met him in Louisiana, but he lives in Dallas. And he's out there, him and his wife, uh, they're about to have a baby boy, you know, so congratulations to them. But they're out there doing big things, man. Uh, he's a vocalist and a writer. Uh, she's a writer, a poet. Um, and she manages artists too. So, um, but you know, I, I don't want to take the shine away from him <laughs> because they're both dope in their own right. So if she wants to give me poetry, I'll feature her separately. Uh, but this cat, man, excellent voice. And he has a very, uh, old school spirit when it comes to singing. Like I heard him sing and like, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I thought he was a little bit older, you know, cause the R and B, the the R and B voice and and feel was very thick, but he also had some edge on him, like he was young. And it turns out he's significantly younger than me. That doesn't mean much, cause significant can mean a year. But he's younger than I am. So, um, but this dude is dope, man. This song, I don't know which one I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do the one that, cause okay. So he sent me like five, six songs, right? And then uh, Ghani had one. I had two that I was going in between. And then uh, Niche had one. So we'll probably just end up going with the one that Niche asked for. Because <laughs> that's how things work around here. Um, so, yeah, 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 we're going to go with that one. So I think I'm going to end up featuring him again because he had too many good songs. Like It's like that with him, uh, Mark from TCE, uh, Selah. 
uh, Romanta. These are all people who sent me several tracks. Like some people just send me one, but these people sent me several tracks, and I, it's hard to choose what to use, to be honest. And we vote, but sometimes it's not that great, uh, the choice. Um, it's not that easy to choose. So uh, this song is by my man Jay Carlos, man. Dope dude, dope vocalist. Like I said, he's about to have a baby and everything like that. But um, hit him up, man. I'm going to include his links and everything. This is Emotions by Jay Carlos. But I ain't going to say much more. You got something to say, Niche? <laughs> I almost got y'all. Y'all thought she was going to say it, didn't you? <laughs> but she's not here. She'll be back here next week, man. But I love y'all. I appreciate y'all, man. Please keep coming back. Like us, subscribe, download, uh, share, all that good stuff. I think we're going to start doing videos soon. Um, but we will be back with you next week. I was tired, and I had to be a little bit quiet in here, but I made sure I gave you all your stuff. So, um, yeah, Jay Carlos, man, hit him up. His Instagram is hilarious and wonderful. But, uh, yeah, I'm out, man. See y'all next week. Well, I won't see y'all, but uh, y'all will hear me next week. <laughs> Have a good sandwich. Crazy thing about time is It can either pull two things apart Or it can bring two things together Afrokids.com Time Time has made us So inseparable so in love Afro And you, you, you You showed me just Just how love should be Oh, you changed me Yeah.